Hey everybody, we have a new Facebook page which we will update when new episodes are available. Just search for and like Movies Charles Hasn't Seen on Facebook. If you really enjoy the podcast and want to help us out, please rate and review it on iTunes. Rio de Janeiro. The beach. The nightlife. The romance. But 15 miles from paradise is a place called the City of God. Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 11. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And as friends, we discovered Charles enjoys movies, but other than major blockbusters from the last 15 years, he hasn't seen any. So as good friends, we decided to expose him to personal favorites and cinematic classics. And this week, we watched the 2002 movie City of God. So Charles, tell us about City of God. All right. Well, it's a pretty complex plot. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Don't need to hit on so everything. So, I guess in simple terms, uh, it mostly. I need a focus... breakdown of every subplot. <laughs> and all every single subplot, every character. Yeah. That's a story for later. Yeah. Um, also, I need real name and nicknames <laughs> of each character, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the story focuses on, I guess, mostly on two people who grew up in the favela known as the City of God. Uh, one on Rocket, and the other being Little Z. So Rocket. He managed to manages to avoid mostly a life of crime um, that his peers all seem obligated um, to do to try to move out of their situation. But Rocket seems very pure, very unwilling to engage in that sort of lifestyle. But he witnesses, you know, his brother, well, he doesn't witness his brother get killed, but he knows it happens. He sees the crime tearing apart uh, his neighborhood. And uh, over time, he develops his photography skills. Uh, that's a passion that he finds through some fortune, uh, manages to land a photography job uh, at the newspaper. And on the other side of the coin, Lil Z, he develops like a bloodlust very early on when he joins Rocket's brother and the other two guys um, on their heist. As he grows up through the favela, he becomes this like you know, bloodthirsty tyrant of a... Of a mob boss. Yeah. 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 So he leads a, like, drug-dealing operation and through a lot of violence and a lot of killing, takes over basically the entire favela and rules it with an iron fist to try to prevent crime and, you know, incentivize people to go there and buy drugs, I guess. But eventually this leads to <clears throat> him starting a war with a rival drug dealer that he, like isn't able to finish off, I guess. Um, and so they have this big war that culminates into one big gunfight, and it ends with him getting his money taken away by the corrupt cops and him being shot by children, uh, which was very <laughs> yes frightening. <laughs> that is what happens. And uh, Rocket happens to be there to you know catch the moment and record it for the news. And bring down some corrupt cops, one would imagine. Although he declined, one might not imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, but he had the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's most of the movie. It's pretty good. That is, yep, that, that covers it. Pretty good. Yeah, summary of the themes. Right. Uh, Wilson, you chose this movie, so tell us why. A few reasons. I've seen this movie many times. Uh, the City of God. I've, I've come back to it. It's a fun watch. It's easy to watch for me. Um, so that that is wanted to share this great movie with more people um, was part of it. The other reason is uh, I've been looking for a foreign film to watch for a while. 
Um, and this one felt like a good intro. Like it's modern mm. enough and it, it's told with enough American or Western Hollywood style that I feel like it would be accessible to, to an audience who maybe hasn't seen as many foreign films. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I picked it for that reason. And also, uh, it has a, this film was co-directed by a woman. Um, and we haven't had any... Oh, interesting. Yeah, we haven't had any uh, female-directed films because there really aren't that many out there in the world. Katya Lund. Yes, Katya Lund, who was, was a documentarian before and after this, and she was brought on, onto this movie because the, 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 he wanted a you know, true-to-life experience or representation. Um, and she had, there was a famous controversy, actually, that the, uh, when this movie was nominated for a Best Foreign Language Oscar, she was not named. Mm. Just the, her male counterpart of was. Yes, of course, because of, of some weird rule in the Oscars or something. Um, so she took... That, that happened with uh, Sin City, too. That happened with yeah. Sin City, um, and there was something else that the co-direct... Um, Look or act of killing. It happened with Oppenheimer had a couple co-directors, yeah. and uh, they did not get credit when he, when he was nominated or when the film was nominated. Yeah. Uh, so she handled that with grace, but um, nonetheless, the, all, by all accounts, she had a very heavy hand in the creation of City of God. It, it makes sense that a documentarian <clears throat> would direct this movie. Absolutely, it, it feels like a documentary. Yeah, and a lot. It seems of, to be based on a true story, right? To some Loosely, extent, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they had like the news footage at the end, which I believe was like the real news coverage. That yeah, they had. that yeah, is. So, yeah. yeah, like the knockout. Uh, although I guess like coverage of what happened <laughs> might be sparse, considering like you know the lack of awareness of what was happening. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the. Like, it was a big deal that this stuff started ending up in the news towards the end of the right. movie. Right, that was one of the premises. Right, that yeah, that's not it's not being covered. So yeah. yeah. It, it felt pretty real, and I think a lot of that is also the actors. So this movie is sort of famous for not using any famous actors except yeah. for Carrot. Carrot. Carrot was He's the only, the only one like actual any, actor. Yeah, with um, any kind of training or experience. Although a few actor. of them have gone on to be successful actors. Um, they were. They, they don't read as yeah. amateur actors. Like these, everyone is yeah. really good. In this yeah, movie. I never. I don't, like even yeah. the kids were very. Yeah, convincing. I always get can like uh, I get this anxiety when I go to say his name, but. Um, <laughs> The guy who played Knockout Ned is. I'm not um, going to attempt it. Say Tsui George or Tseo George. Sure. Who um, was in the Life Aquatic and did the mm -hmm. Life Aquatic soundtrack of all the David Bowie songs. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Which is excellent. And he's really good in that. It just is like this bit role as right. this musician that's like on the boat. And then the. Yeah. He's, he's got a character face, right? Yeah. Like you, you look at. You, he <laughs> sticks out in that way, and it helps. He's like this. I mean, it fits with the character that he's. Yeah. It fits with the character, and he's like this big, tall, lanky guy. Like he looks kind of weird. Like <laughs> I yeah, haven't cast him in a Wes Anderson movie too. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's he's really good in it. Oh yeah, all, all the all the kids in the movie are great. Yeah, well, it's yeah. surprisingly, but yeah. yeah, like the um same thing. Like the guy that plays Rocket and. Little Z and all of them just know even when they're younger, the the mm -hmm. little dice uh, yeah, the version kids of the character. Ferocious. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Yeah. yeah, did you see like not a single amount of hesitation or remorse as he's like gunning these people down? He just literally with glee. Yeah, very disturbing. And it the, was beach, disturbing. the beach runs too. Or... Yeah, yeah, same thing. They're just like totally gleefully tear stealing things and talking about killing people and actually killing people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's unnerving. Just not <laughs> so, really being that bothered by it either. Right. Well, and it makes you wonder, because the, the kids that 
ended up in this movie or were just drawn from these actual communities. Yeah. Like, what had they seen that made them so comfortable yeah. with these roles and with what is depicted here? No, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I was just in Brazil, but I didn't right. make it to the favelas. No? Uh, no. <laughs> but a couple of things felt very true to my experience in Brazil. The first was um, a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. And the places that I was in in Brazil were were very diverse, okay. like, surprisingly so. Like, no one kind of, like, even took me for an American. Like, they just would start speaking Portuguese to me. And it shows there's, like, a very broad range of Brazilians all the way from, you know, people of African descent, people of European descent, people... Uh, South American. Yeah, South American. And, yeah. And, um, and they kind of make fun of... Sao Paulo, so I mostly say it in Sao Paulo, but I did uh, I did visit Rio and I found it to be true there as yeah. well. Yeah, that's I mean it um, makes sense because the filmmakers are and the actors are all from yeah Rio and Brazil. Well, I was in the touristy side yeah. of Rio, but even there, like it's pretty diverse because <laughs> Rio is kind of like a a vacation destination for like old Brazilians. Okay, that makes sense. And um, but the favelas are like not a part of the city proper like they're, they're like literally walled off right yeah like yeah. i never even saw them yeah uh, yeah by design yeah no of course <laughs> yeah which we can get into in a second and then the, the other thing that felt very true to brazil is portuguese super difficult language <laughs> and even though i know like 40 like portuguese words what did not catch a single word in this movie <laughs> even trying to listen for it yeah it's really fast language yeah. And pronunciation is really important. Okay. And both of those things are very challenging to an outsider. Even with like, uh, like when I went there, I thought I would get further on like a high school Spanish education, just because there is yeah. some similarity to written <laughs> Spanish and written Portuguese. And it was not helpful at all. I can't. I yeah. can't hear it in Portuguese. No. no yeah. Speaking. Speaking. No. Uh, I can. I can look at Portuguese and kind of get what mm. it's saying, mm. but speaking Portuguese is completely different. Yeah, and like, I'm sure it was even harder in this movie because it's all this drug slang and yeah, yeah all it's this. all like it's yeah, fast it's too. Fat, if you yeah. listen to them speaking, they're very fast. They're, yeah, they're moving right along. Yeah, and, and my Spanish is like kind of like Southern California Spanish, which is like. <laughs> A lot of like northern Mexico, Mexico City, and that's right. like slow Spanish, and yeah, like kind of beach Spanish and beach Spanish, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what we're hearing in this movie is like felt very true to life Portuguese, yeah, of course, because they're all because like, they're all actually Brazilians. Yeah. Brazilians, yeah. But yeah, that was my experience in Brazil is not being able to understand anybody for three weeks, so yeah, <laughs> so brings it right back, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of not being able to understand people. Yeah. Uh, Charles, I'm curious what movies, what subtitles movies you've seen other than this? Like many, or are they all anime? Um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that many anime movies either. Or you can be like me and just watch every movie with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. that too, Jesus. Um, <laughs> hey, you learn I, a lot I, of things. I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head. W- was Heroes uh, in Chinese? Heroes or Hero? Hero. That was it, yeah. That was uh, that was subtitled. I think. Yeah, I saw that one. That well, movie. the character Hero spoke in Chinese, right? Or I don't remember the movie enough to actually. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the show. You're not saying Hero is the show. No, 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 no Hero the movie. The Hero with seen the Jet Li, I think. Yeah, it was really Zong good. Mo. Maybe. Oh, it's one of those like, um, 
what is it, the House of Flying Daggers? Yeah, yeah, Mets yeah. series. It's yeah, it's a Mets. Yeah, okay. Vain. Uh, was yeah. Crouching Tiger saw all that. in Chinese, or was that not? Yeah, Crouching Tiger was, was Chinese. Yeah, that was so that one. Okay. Okay, so mostly the kung fu movies, that kind of thing. I guess we, yeah, the guess very so. broad category of, of kung fu movies. Okay. A few of those, but so, I mean, not that many. So how was how were the subtitles for you here? I mean, like it, it's a little did... distracting to have to pay attention to them. Okay. Um, it makes it more difficult because it's like an, an added layer on top of having to pay attention to the rest of the elements of the movie. Right, and it's a like. very visual movie with lots of fast cuts. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I always so feel the subtitles like the first few minutes. I'm like, man, I'm never going to be able to focus on this movie. And then right. like and ten then minutes later, I just like don't even. It's think like about reading it. Shakespeare, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you sit down to read Shakespeare. And it's like I have no idea what he's talking about. And then you kind of get in the flow of it, right? And I, I never got into Shakespeare. Well. I've tried <laughs> okay. many times, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, yes, you understand my point. Like once you're in the flow of it, like right, you, it you comes, just, it comes more easily. And that's been yeah. my experience watching subtitled movies. Mm-hmm. Um, even even though I've seen you know plenty at this point, it still takes like a minute or two uh, when it first starts up to kind of get into that rhythm again. Yeah. It varies. Um, I'm a bit of a slow reader, so sometimes like it starts out pacing a little bit. Sure. There were a few parts where the, you'd have like you know, <laughs> a bunch of lines that would flash on for like one second and then mm-hmm. go to the next line because they're talking so quickly. Um, but you know, I can see that you, you kind of get in the flow of it. But it is another thing that I have to pay attention to. Or it's like if my attention wavers for even a second, like if it's English, I can just kind of, it just, you know, I right. just soak it up. Right. Whereas here, you know, it's gone. Right. Well, it kind of encourages you in a way to be more attentive yeah. to the film itself, which I, I can think lead to closer, more thoughtful viewings. Yeah. Uh, just out of necessity to, you know, yeah. follow the film. Well, we just saw John Wick 2 and they use. Uh, subtitles in a very stylized way. Yeah, they, well, and a topic one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll highlight certain words in like neon. Yeah, well, or and they have it like on the side of the screen, like next to the characters. Like it's this. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's no book. book. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. And it's it's used to like take you back out of the movie and then like put you back in. Right, like, right. In, in so, ways that are great. Yeah, well, well and, and thoughtful and, and well considered. Right. It's, yeah, it's totally. fun to see a movie play with subtitles that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and some do it really poorly, notably uh, Suicide, Which Suicide one? Squad. Oh, yeah. Skip what did they squad. do in that one? I think you mean um, Academy Award winner. Yes. Suicide Squad. <laughs> Academy Award winner. Uh, I think it's won more Academy Awards than this movie. Yeah. yeah. What did it, no, did it not won? Did did this win Best Foreign Language? Did it? Uh, maybe it did. I feel like I've heard of it because it won. Best I feel like from here on out, we should know if the movie has more or less Academy Awards <laughs> than Suicide Squad. That's I think that's an important. I think before the metric was to Three Six Mafia. I guess now it's to Suicide, suicide Squad. Well, yeah, they have an equal number of of Academy Awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll check Wikipedia here, but um. Suicide Squad uses it really poorly, obviously. Stunned. Um, and I don't even remember what they use it for. Was it just for the Japanese? No. Um, whenever they introduce a character, they have like a slide that's like um, this special the ability. Most deadly criminal in the world. Yeah, boomerang, and then like something else stupid. So it's like a title card. It's not subtitles. Not oh wait, am I confusing this with Triple X? <laughs> <laughs> well, the new Triple X movie. Which the bad movie podcast I listened to, right. they just did. They just, they just did the new one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they'll do. This is how this get made, which was right. one of the loves of my life. Um, <laughs> they they did the new Triple X movie, and so the new Triple X movie has like subtitle or like a 
info card about each character okay. when they check in. Yeah. And like, um, there's a rugby player in the movie, sure. um, played yeah. by the Hound, um, <laughs> and they say like the longest relationship in his life, and it's like his rugby guard or no, something. That. <laughs> yeah, cute. Anyways, um, yeah. So movies do use it poorly. Um, well, this one didn't really use. Yeah, well, this wasn't using it in a stylized us. way. Right. Yeah. It was a necessity for us as viewers to yeah. tell well, us the But it's still like a part of the film as a viewer so right and, well and i think it has caused me to see because i've seen this movie many times and mm-hmm. i think it, it's led to me going back to it so often because mm-hmm. it you do got to pay attention to the subtitles and you can't pay as close attention as you might otherwise to the visuals and this is such a visual movie right yeah. like there's there's yeah. so much going on with with this camera um that i i feel like i need to have a pretty firm grasp on the story just so i can Pay attention to that stuff more closely and right. get more you can out of that. Kind of let go of what's going on with the story because you already know, right? Right. You can pay more attention can, to the, the very interesting cinematography. In yeah, it did pick up on some of it. Yeah, well, it feels so western, right? Like it, it it's yeah. so clearly influenced. It to me, it feels like the the biggest influences here are Pulp Fiction, and Goodfellas. Like this is right out of their wheelhouse. Yeah, it's shot in a very contemporary way. Yeah, yeah, Lot, um, lots like of cuts. even watching it over the weekend, it was like, wow, this this feels like a new film right like you could release it like this weekend and it there's would, some very it innovative would feel totally normal yep would not look out of place uh, the editing feels yeah. very snappy yeah yeah also the, especially that the beginning like the very beginning when they're they have the knife against the leather and the, the yeah. chicken running around yeah, that starts it, it just starts boom, off boom, boom, boom. with yeah. a bang yeah yeah and the other one that that sticks out for me is when um the dance where benny dies yeah that was and, intense like, it, it, yeah i mean it, the strobe lights. Yeah, the strobe. Like as soon as it gets, you intense, have no idea what's going on. Right. He, they turn on those strobe lights, and he has all like those bird's eye shots. Right. Like throughout the, so you get the layout of. But this it also kind of like diverts your expectations because you kind of expect Lil Z to get violent because he's known right. to right. Like every right. scene with Lil Z, there's that tension of knowing how violent he is and how unpredictable he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in that scene, it turns out he's not the perpetrator of the killing. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah, he didn't lead to it directly, right? Like, you expect him to be like the tragic figure. He kills yeah. his best friend. Right. And, they, they, and it didn't end up happening. They pull a fast one on him there. So yep. this did not win uh, an Academy Award. Who beat it? It was nominated for four Academy Awards. Oh, man. Wow. It was not nominated for Best Foreign Film. What was what was it now? Best director, adapted screenplay, cinematography, and editing. Oh, so it just got best director outright. Okay, so that must have been the, the award that they were. Yep. Have the and they, they didn't win any of those. They Dang. did win a BAFTA. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Or is is BAFTA <laughs> the same as the British Academy Film Awards? Yes. Yeah. I believe, yes. They won best editing. Which they, I, mean, I mean that's a that's a, a most yeah. best most. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. thing right like they, they, it won most editing yeah and yeah. I think the editing here is good but it's, yeah, it's very good. observable right like you see it on the screen immediately You're like you can't miss how much this film well, is another edited. reason that it, feel, that it feels so like contemporary right yeah there's a lot of like really fast 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 right. edits and that that feels very contemporary yeah yeah, yeah definitely um, how did we feel about the the uh, returning again to the very beginning the um you know, like, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. Set up. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't connect, I didn't make that connection. Like, you did have a little record scratch freeze frame moment. That's exactly how this movie starts, right? Like, yeah. it, it uses that trope. And usually I'm pretty down on that. Like, I think that the, you know, three weeks earlier thing is bullshit. Just start your movie when it starts. But I think it is kind of effective here. Like, I, I mean, that's the Pulp Friction reference, right? That, it, like, time, you sort of go in and out of time with this movie. Yeah, it's doing some of that, but I think it well, is. the movie's mostly linear. 
Well, no, he, he, he keeps going back. Like, yeah, he goes back to a moment, and then he's like, "Oh, I need to go back further to tell you the story of uh, like the." Four, which I really, it, well, and it'll do the thing yeah. like you'll see um, Shorty or Knockout Ned or whoever, and it'll be like uh, he has his own story, but we're not. I'm gonna talk about that later. Yeah, and then it'll it really will come back to it later, right? Like he he wasn't lying. And well, usually when he comes back to it later, it's because he's linearly reached that point in the story where it's more relevant. Right, right. So, but he's he's telling us like. We're going to like. There's other branches here, right? right? And we're going to. It's bring like reminding you who to pay attention to, right? And I think the reason that I'm not that I'm okay with the record scratch <laughs> opening here is this is very much a movie about cycles, right? Mm. Like, like we we have the the cyclical nature of the narrative itself, and then yeah. we're, we're starting at the end, and then we're seeing how we get there, and we, we see these mini cycles throughout the movie. Also, right, where one gang is re- replaced by the next one. You have that story of the apartment, you know, montage. Was, I, I loved how that was shot. That was, right, so he, he has these things where he'll tell each side of a story. Yeah. And then, like, how they're both brought together, right? Yeah. And and it exists in these cycles. And then, of course, the cycle of the violence, right? Like, the movie ends yeah. with Little Z being killed by kids and kids talking about how they're going to kill everybody, just like... On their blacklist. Little Z, yeah, on their blacklist, just like Little Z got done Which will doing. probably perpetuate more violence. It, it, right, exactly. It also is, like, the age of violence, like, keeps dropping, right? Because right. first oh, it's true. by these, like, older teenagers, and then it's kind of by these, like... Maybe ten year olds, and then it feels even younger with that the final like execution. Right, right, yeah. exactly. So it it feels like the form of the movie that it keeps like spinning around narratively and like returning to these older things and coming back to the beginning of the movie at the end of the movie. It feels like that is complementing really what the movie's about in that mm-hmm. history repeats itself, violence repeats itself, like these roles that everybody is playing the drug dealer the drug user the drug the drug kingpin are constantly being refilled and evacuated refilled and evacuated. yeah this one kind of does that thing though with, which i think is a little problematic where it it goes back to like it starts with like the older guys yeah and but there it feels like very nostalgic because it, well, like it's, it's shot in that like almost sepia color yeah, uh, not I just yellow. They, they use the color very carefully there, yeah. right? It was very orange toned yeah. in the sixties. Yeah, not yeah. just that though. But it felt like <laughs> you know, like this type of criminality was like more acceptable, right? It, it seemed like well, it frames them as like these Robin Hood scale, yeah, yeah, as these Robin Hood characters, right? Yeah. Right, like yeah. they're giving away the gas to everybody else. Yeah, and to a certain extent, that is more acceptable, right? Like that's better than killing people. Totally, but I think um, like one of the things that like the show Boardwalk Empire did <coughs> mm-hmm. was they, you know, they go really far back to like the origins of like the mafia in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. And one of the things that the show points out really well is like. These guys are just as good at killing everybody. Yeah. And so, like, if we're going to this, like, oh, well, back in the day, like, crime was fine. And, like, we we <laughs> didn't really, it's not as bad as it is today. Like, that is not yeah. true. Well, yeah. the Godfather Part 2 makes the same move, right? Right, Like, yeah. with, like Vito was the good mob boss, right? Like, he was right. helping people out. He, he still murdered Megamus, Right, but, but he, he did had, it in a way that's, like, acceptable. That, that was good. Right. Well, at least right. these yeah. guys, the trio... Actively tried not to kill anyone. Right, right. To, to their like Lil Z, right. Actively uh, wanted to kill people. But I, I think the point that Crossman is making is a good one. And correct me if I'm misunderstanding what you're saying. That the film is making choices, right? Like the film mm-hmm. is saying, look at these old criminals that were not so bad. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's not depicted in the film, but in reality, these yeah. guys, the criminals were always bad. Criminals were always killing people. Yeah. Right. And the. Well, and, 
Yeah, go for it. Uh, and, and the film does pick up on the important nuance that they're killing people because they don't have any money and the cops are constantly giving them a hard time. Like, the cops are just a, a consistent presence in this movie. But absolving, you know, the criminals that were around in the 40s, 50s, and 60s by comparing them to the terrible people that are more recent in our memory is indeed problematic and ahistorical. Yeah, yeah it's definitely like right. a rose-colored glasses yeah. kind of thing. Well, and it's, yeah. a, it's a nostalgia for the past that is always... You know something that we should be avoiding, and oh yeah, I mean, yeah. here here we are today. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. Um, the one thing that the film does do well, and I actually wish it highlighted a little bit more, is to show that like very clearly, poverty is not like a natural condition. Yeah, like, poverty is manufactured by the government. Yeah, and, and, and the police. We, there's these and, like track housing, and we start there, and we see it like this. This is the origins of poverty. Like. Yep. This, this is not just like a natural mistake. Mm-hmm. This all of this poverty and all this crime and the favela, the situation in the favela, the situation that exists today, man-made in Rio is completely man-made. Yep. Yeah. And, absolutely. Well, and and yeah. enforced by man as well. Like it, from the very get-go, you see these cops planning evidence, murdering yeah. people, right? Like lying just outright about what they did and saw. Right. Right. And then at the end, they're corrupt. Yeah. Right. So they're selling it, the guns that they're using to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. So you, you just see, yeah, corrupt on several moments. Yeah. So yeah, they're not being around the bush uh, at all. Yeah, I think it does a good job of showing that. I wish it would push that to the forefront even more to show that, like, but but again, like these people are so disconnected from right like, the government and you know the sort of larger Brazilian society yeah. being trapped in, in the favela and. So I guess there is a distance there, but well, I, I think part of it's it is such an important message to right for know. for me to get that message across. And I think part of what they're trying to do is really make it their story, right? Like that they yeah. they they do have agency. Well, it keeps it very human, right? They do yeah. they, they have agency within their poverty, right? And they they have you know desires and happiness within their poverty as well. Like I like that this is at least for the first half, like half of a teen movie. <laughs> right like yeah, when he's like yeah. he has this little <laughs> love story right like he's trying to find his girlfriend he's trying to get laid right like they all just kind of want to party and and smoke weed yeah right and and like the the bit when he um considers a life of crime in order to get money to impress the girls yeah, and, he's just, funny. and he can't do it right like it's just like oh he's like, was just too cool he's just a cool guy i yeah. couldn't i couldn't uh rob him she was with me i couldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and it does it in such a better more nuanced way than like the movie traffic does which takes yeah. the movie like traffic <laughs> it's so dire so right? dire yeah, yeah so self-serious yeah um which which i'm normally like i feel okay normally with that kind of film like at least they're trying to be right. serious because we live in the stage or like there's no, a, nothing is serious but there's a right way to do it right <laughs> yeah yeah um whereas this one like you you do see it's kind of like you're able to draw the dots right like these yeah. are just teens who are like interested in getting high yeah they have this connection to the criminal underground in the favela which is supported by the cops and right. yeah so you you do see these connections in a way that's like much more human and nuanced, right? Well, and and more of a joy to watch, right? Like yeah. you, you don't have to to think that a person that is living in poverty is miserable constantly all the time and has yeah. no range of human experience or emotion beyond, mm-hmm. you know, their poverty. Yeah, right. So it's good to see that they're 
relaxing they're having fun they're having parties right yeah this movie's like not a bummer to watch and it no. plays with like really heavy yeah. themes yeah like, i don't know if you felt the same way charles like it should feel <laughs> a lot like a bummer to watch for me actually. really i mean well i mean the parts of it that are yeah like the, drag, the parts that sure. were like really heavy or intense like you know they're the ones that stood out in the forefront of my mind and my impression of watching this film it's like that constant like feeling of oppression that feeling of fear whenever Lil z was around yeah um that kind of feeling of hopelessness for like trying to get out of the situation uh, it seemed like an impossibility right like the whole movie i noted felt very claustrophobic because like you know the area is built that way it's very yeah. tight yeah but like there's that feeling of like there's no freedom you know there's no there's no way out yeah i guess um there was a very brief moment of respite when rocket finally lands a job at the news um, at the newspaper mm -hmm. whenever he goes to the office it's so like brightly lit and you see yeah. out the window and there's that beautiful view of the bay right. or the ocean a lot more white people yeah yeah um but you know it was nice to have that sort of sweeping view after being stuck in these narrow hallways um for much of the movie um but a lot of those aspects kind of led to the movie feeling you know kind of oppressive to watch you haven't you haven't seen traffic right i have not okay I mean, have, have you seen? Yeah. That's a good. You, you've seen Pulp Fiction, yeah, right? And you've seen Goodfellas. I've not seen Goodfellas. No. We should have done Goodfellas <laughs> before this movie, because right? there there's so many Goodfellas connections, right? Yeah, like, Goodfellas. It, like, it, it's it, the voiceover, right? Like that's yeah, totally. The whole movie has has voiceover, mm -hmm. and actually, to that, like people have mixed opinion on voiceover in general, and I think it works here. Like I think it is done yeah. well, but I don't know what do you guys think of the voiceover? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think it. It would be difficult to understand the movie without someone explaining right, the, how they're jumping around. There's a functionality to it. Yeah. yeah. See, I like the voiceover a lot because, first of all, it gives it sort of that, like, um, oral myth. Yes. Um, or legend, local legend sort yes. of feel. That's... Um, because this is all, like, a very, like, social hierarchy-based movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's the kind of thing that you'd expect people in, like, a village to all know each other and have these stories based on their... Uh, relations and interconnections, right? So you get that very like um, close knitted feel. Right, it feels uh, like an oral story, history. but it also fits with Rocket becoming a journalist. Yeah, that's a good it's kind of like him reporting on his history and his community's history. So it seemed to fit a lot with the themes in the movie, and it brought me in closer with what was happening. Yeah, that's what I noticed on this viewing as well. That this this notion of an oral history, right? Like that you're being like it's somebody telling you the what it would happen in their village like this is this is what happens in my neighborhood and this is why these things matter and how they're yeah. connected it reminded me of uh 100 years of solitude so have you have either of you read 100 years of solitude no, no. sorry really <laughs> oh man uh so i mean it's a it's a, probably the most famous south american novel and it, it has that same kind of feel where you're like where the guy will say something about some event that he's going to have to tell you about later it has that same yeah uh, trope. So it's interesting to me to see that South American oral history filtered through this very Western mode of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that, that especially after reading that movie, or reading that book, and then another book I finished recently called Beauty is a Wound, does the same thing with Indonesia. Um, so it's, it's, it's fun to see him draw on that tradition yeah. uh, within this, this framework. Yeah, I, 
I've, I've read uh, Alien vs. Predator novelizations, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not uh, okay. I'm a little uh, solitude. Sorry, <laughs> it's very, it's very, really, very good. It holds up really well. I'm sure. Check it out. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. <laughs> no, I'm not that poorly read, but no, okay. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I do want to. I actually confused this movie with uh, a science fiction movie. So initially, I thought we were watching um, <laughs> City of uh, Goo. Yeah, City of Goo. No, um, Dark City, <laughs> which is like an Aussie American film noir movie. It sounds really familiar. I've not seen it. Um, it's basically just like an Aussie version of uh, Alphaville, but okay. Um, yeah, it's like a dystopian society, and it's a noir film, literally, because it, it only occurs at night. Because <laughs> um, the civilization they live in is only at night. But sure, um, that yeah. was I was kind of dark city. I was like getting ready for that, and then pretty quickly realized like, it's not what I was like. I don't remember this film starring in the '60s, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you thought that it was like you had gotten to the point where you were sitting down to watch the movie? And you thought you were going to be watching Dark City? Yeah, like right as the film started. And, okay, uh, that that must have been quite a jarring experience for <laughs> no, you. I, I went with it. Okay, it was, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I knew that it was like kind of a foreign film, so you, uh, uh, yeah, this is actually a foreign film. No, yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised. I've seen this movie too. So okay, that, that's good. I wasn't like totally <laughs> off base. Stayed within the boundaries of the rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how do we feel about like this movie has a really big cast of characters? Right, and I think that sometimes it can uh, be hard to track them all, right? And I think this movie does a pretty good job of identifying them and labeling them and making yeah. them. Yeah, um, there's like well, like four core characters. Well, Z, yeah. Rocket, um, Benny, Benny, the girl who dies like halfway through. Knockout Ned. Al- is it Alicia or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I can pull it. Up. I have the MDB here. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. Um, so I, I, yeah, there's a handful that are important, but then there are more. That keeps showing up. Um, I think the hardest one for Angelica. me. Angelica. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I think the hardest one for me to keep, keep track of was Blackie, who uh, is the one who shot yeah. Benny. You're right. Um, uh, but ex- there were parts where I was confused as to who he was. Like when he was in the drug house when Lil Z goes in and takes over, I think right. that was him, right? Yes. I had no idea who he was at that point. I don't well, know if he was introduced before that. It wasn't, but they, that's where they have that whole history of. The so I guess that apartment. was his introduction, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So the story of the apartment. I'm confused by that. Yeah. So he showed because there's one of the characters says that it was Rocket. He says that he only buys his weed from Blackie, and like that's his moment. Like that's okay. when he's first introduced. Yeah, I, I think we also um, interesting about those characters though is like as Americans we kind of think of ourselves as being like the only like super diverse country right. and like the <clears throat> diversity in Brazil is like very apparent as I spoke to earlier. Like, so, yeah. And, yeah. And carrot is another white guy. But not just that, but you can yeah. see like the sort of the same like racial problems that the U S has right. is like very, they apparent. were throwing some slurs around. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, yeah. um, this came up in, um, in Narcos. To the Netflix Which show, I've not watched yet. Yeah, there's not there's another know. character named Blackie, and it's like, oh well, he's the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so this use of like nicknames and racial nicknames is, you know, we're we're not the only ones that sort of suffer from you these do, issues. You don't so. say. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, the, the and, you know, Brazil has a history of slavery too, mm-hmm. just like the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, has also has not dealt with it very well. Clearly. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, sort of literally building slums behind walls to keep all the black people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, what, I, what I liked about having this big cast, I mean, because you look at the, the minor characters in those, and you have Tiago, you have Carrot, Blackie, Tuba, um, the, the other, the brother's friends, you have like all these, yeah. these people. It, it makes the movie feel so lived in to me. Right, because yeah. like, I think it would have been easy to tell this story with far fewer people, right? Like, you could have gotten away with this with, like, five or six yeah. but uh, characters. I think it's nice, though, because, like, it shows kind of, like, the dense... Like, it feels like a very dense and right, lived-in exactly. place. That, that's my point, right. Exactly. And without that, like, super large cast, it wouldn't feel as, like, as like a true, like, urban area. <clears throat> right, yeah. and, it, yeah, it feels, it feels like this history really is a, a communal history, right? It, it's yeah. this something that everybody experienced right it's not this is this isn't the story of these four or five people this is the story of this entire place and it's something that everybody lived through and everybody dealt with um and i think that i wouldn't have been able to deliver that message if it was you know just the lil z rocket knockout ned carrot story yeah. right like that would yeah. that wouldn't have been as effective yeah i i agree i i like the sort of the texture of like the huge cast that they have yeah yeah, definitely. And also the, the, the younger kids in particular, because they kind of just feel like this sort of singular mob character. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the runs. The runs. Yeah. yeah. There's, they don't even get individual names until the very, very end when they start like identifying each other. Yeah. yeah. But even snake and fries. So, yeah, he, he breaks away, though, right? Like, he yeah. Uh, yeah. ends up being his own guy. He ends up dead, right? Isn't snake yeah. and fries yeah, I think he shot, gets shot some, during some the, the big war? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the one who's in that, like, horrifying recruitment scene yeah god that, that scene's hard to watch like yeah. that's probably the most harrowing scene in this movie yeah, yeah that was a messed up scene right and and i i like that the um when you get to those like really intense scenes like when benny dies and when that kid is shot um the steak and fries initiation thing the the voiceover cuts away um and, and i feel like that's the movie just identifying that these scenes speak for themselves yeah you need to like take this seriously <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah because the, yeah. the voiceover tells a lot of jokes right like he's, yeah he's it's uses comic really frequently. it actually keeps the tone kind of very positive right yeah. i mean because there's there are murders played for laughs in this movie right like yeah when, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are. yeah there are like when um <laughs> the one that i think of is uh tuba so it, it's i think it's easy to miss it I don't but remember who Tuba was. There's the guy that's following um, Little Z around all the time through the, uh, the first half oh, of the movie. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's like, like annoying. Shut the fuck up, Tuba. And he just, it's like this Donnie character. It's he's like, like hey, things. those guys were brothers, and they shot both he of us, like, so we're like Tuba. brothers now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that whole thing. And then he's just like fucking annoying, and he you know, shoots him, he and like, that's it. <laughs> and he just keeps walking. Yeah. And it, like that's pretty dark right for well yeah it I shows like felt, yeah yeah it, it shows how little like life is valued when right yeah right but it's also like, like yeah. i don't know this movie it was funny right like it was dark but it was also funny or even um when they have like dice going back through the right the whorehouse right it, some of that's like kind of played for laughs where this right. little kid is like shooting yeah. adults uh, yeah yeah like when I he didn't first feel that way. <laughs> yeah it, when he first yeah. enters the room like when he first enters the room and like the guy's just like oh what are you doing here kid like there's a moment there when it's like when he reveals that he's going to be murdering them when it's kind of there's a levity to it there's yeah. like a really bizarre off-putting didn't no, feel that, any of that. that didn't I just go in knowing that this little kid is about to kill all these people. Some of them were chained up and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's it, yeah, it's but, like fucking disturbing. It is it, it is disturbing, but I feel like this 
I feel like it's a real thing. I feel like the the comedy, the levity of it, is something that the movie is aiming for, and I wonder if that is a reaction to a horrifying situation, right? Like it's how you make yourself cope with it. Like because if you just sit down and address a ten-year-old who slaughters an entire hotel worth of people, well, then you're back to like traffic, right? Well, yeah, you're back. Totally, you're back to traffic. But if you're a person who lives there, right, and you have to live with that down the street. Like, what do you do other than either laugh at or just face the immense horror of, of the situation? And I can understand someone just deciding there's nothing I can do about this. Well, it, it doesn't, right. like, glorify the violence. <clears throat> no. no. No, certainly no. not. Um, like, it's not a, a John Wick or... Uh, <laughs> it name an action movie, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, just, like, yeah. any action movie. Uh, what's the... Charles Bronson Death Wish. Death Wish. Yeah, it's yeah. not Death Wish, right? It's not we, Death Wish. Yeah. No. Which we we should do one of those movies. The Death Wish movies? Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're like culturally really important, particularly like we should at this moment. Dirty Harry, right? Like I think that's the the one that really has had a strong. Yeah, influence. but Death Wish is also like crappy, right? <clears throat> yeah, and, okay. And it's like <laughs> yeah. you just want to do a bad movie. No, no, no. I, I, I think that's important, right? Because it, it's not meant to be like a high high art. Like, yeah, it's not high art. Like Dirty Harry isn't either, right? Like they know it's people kind of look back on it like with, you know, think with like very positive wow. feelings. It's probably it. I mean it was made to be propaganda. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean they're all like Reagan era propaganda. Yeah. But Right, yeah. but you haven't seen Dirty Harry <coughs> or any of the. I know of the scene, but not yeah, the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I people very much glorify that scene. Yeah, there was a summer it's where, really well done. There was right? a like, summer where I watched like all four of those movies, and uh, wow, they are and then dunk your head in a tub of ice water. Yeah, you <laughs> got some shit. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Right, I mean, but, th- but this movie is is doing something different, and I think it's even doing no, something... No, yeah, totally. I think it's even doing something different than you would see in a Goodfellas or uh, a Godfather or Pulp Fiction, right? Well, it, it <clears> plays... <throat> like, Goodfellas does the same thing, right? Where some of the violence is played in, like, a humorous way. Right. Others, it's very serious. I, but I, when yeah. Goodfellas is, is really... Inter- Casino does the same thing. Too. Right, because they're the yeah. same movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goodf- I prefer Casino. That's... Fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, Scorsese in Goodfellas and Casino is, is really pointing the finger at the audience a lot more than this movie is. Yes. Right. Like the, this movie is concerned with pointing the finger at the the police and the society and the and the circumstances that led to this. Whereas, yeah, like how poverty is like manufacturing. This right. Yeah. Whereas in in Goodfellas and Casino and Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Scorsese, Scorsese is saying, you guys, you made this happen. You individual audience member are allowing this to be a thing. Yeah. And the way he's... I mean, that's like a, a Catholic making a film about violence, <laughs> right? Yeah, of course, yeah, it it's going to make you feel like <laughs> Hell yeah, guilty is. about it. <laughs> right. And, I mean, it did. That's the, the ironic thing is that yeah. it didn't, right? Like, people yeah. watched Wolf of Wall Street and were like, yes, I'm going to be like the Leonardo DiCaprio character or just completely gloss over the ending right just yeah exactly just ignore or the the original Wall Street is the same thing right there's like a generation of people who grew up like (laughs) yeah looking up to the Wall Street character yeah Gordon yeah you don't want to you're not supposed to be like Gordon Gecko, that's not what that movie's about. Yeah, Fight Club, same thing, right? So, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a great example, actually. <clears throat> yeah. That one, I think, yeah. is more David Fincher's fault. Like, I think that that one. He looks so cool, right? Yeah. He does a too good a job of making right. it look it's cool. It's just too cool. 
Right. Yeah, he's like too good looking and like <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just such the man in that movie. Right, there's yeah, there's nothing to like explain why this is bad. And you like that particular moment where you have this like you, you, this whole generation of young men ostensibly who feel like super alienated by their life and this fight club is you know fills that void yep. right yep where it's like literally oh, man, my the... life like suddenly has meaning as like a young man literally what the movie's about right yeah um but it's <laughs> not it's... the movie's telling you that that's <laughs> it's not ridiculous. supposed to be about that but yeah. that is what it's about um, whereas here nobody watches city of god and it's like yeah i'm gonna go be a gangster in the slums of Rio de Janeiro, right? Like, no, it's not glorifying this lifestyle. Yeah, but it does it in uh, actually a way that's similar to Fight Club because, like, Fight Club correctly recognizes that, like, it, like capitalism is the reason for this moment. And it, it's not as obvious in this movie, but we do see this rejection of, like, the traditional oh, I, I job. Yeah, I kind of feel the opposite. I think it's much more effective in this movie. I, I, I think that 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 Fight Club misses the mark on that. Oh yeah, no, totally. But yeah. I think I think it's, it it correctly identifies capitalism, but its solution is like this nihilism. That uh, no, it isn't uh, right. Like because in in Fight Club, the the solution after Act Two or, or the solution after Act One banks, yeah. is yeah, that's yeah. their solution. But what yeah. Fincher is trying to say is that isn't the answer. That's Fincher's point. Right. He, it just doesn't land in the movie. Right. <laughs> he doesn't make. He just fucks right. it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. This yeah. mo- this movie. Does doesn't fuck it up like it actually makes the point yeah and, and that, that i think this is a better movie than fight club and i think it oh yeah well yeah but <laughs> I, I think it delivers its message more effectively than fight mm-hmm. club um and it's a more thoughtful message in the end uh, just because no, because it's delivered totally better. but that this discussion of like how capital is like really important to this because right because right at the beginning you have this rejection of like i'm not going to be a fishmonger like my right. father right right and that's the only option for you to like live within society is to have these like horrible jobs that are dead end and like you are going to die right well and you're at at the mercy of the cops right (laughs) yeah yeah so obviously you become a gangster because that's the only thing that makes sense in in that situation right which which it does communicate yeah it it lays it out boom 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 have you you seen fight club charles yeah yes okay good so this conversation (laughs) made some and going back to fight club like as you're saying like fincher says this is not the correct solution whereas in reality that's the only thing that yeah. makes sense is yeah. to blow up capitalism yeah, with a bomb, I, I, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because right. fin- I mean, Fincher doesn't even offer another uh, offer an alternative, right? Like he doesn't. So no, then do that's this. the nihilism of the movie, right? Where right. it's like, well, this is absurd. Like, why would you do this? It's yeah, like, I'm, like obviously, it's the only thing that makes sense. Right, like, you should for, be go buy a duvet. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's. Fincher and by extension Palinik are not really going all the way here, right? It's, well, the book is different. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but, yeah okay. <laughs> Anyways, slightly. But yeah. Yeah, but this movie's more effective for for Yeah, what of course. Works. Well, and it's based in reality, right? That helps. That helps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, uh, Charles, does this make you want to watch uh more or less more or fewer uh, foreign films. Well, because all foreign films are like this. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. My, my, part of my goal here was to like, as a gateway, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I feel like the like world of foreign films is way too wide for me to be able to generalize from this one movie. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just the case-by-case basis. Yeah, I mean, it is, um, but I mean, part of the reason I think that this is a good intro to, you know, movies with subtitles that weren't made here is that it. I think it shows audiences that because, like, when you think of foreign film, right, like, you think of something really statchy, 
like really slow, right? Like that it's unfamiliar that you don't have a way in on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because that, we think of like, like French. Right, you think of like Angry Birdman or <laughs> yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Like it's new wave French films is like yeah, what we, we identify as Which films. is weird because yeah. you, you look at something like Breathless mm-hmm. and it is similarly accessible. Like it doesn't look like City of God, but like there's a way in there. Like it's using mm-hmm. the standard cinematic language. Yeah, or and, like uh, Solaris too, which is yeah. like the original Soviet version, which is like super long and very <laughs> slow. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. that's very Soviet, right? Like very. Oh yeah, of, totally. Of that era and location. Yeah. Um, but I think that what this movie can do for audiences that aren't that accustomed to watching uh, foreign films is is show them that look, they can feel yeah. like a movie you're familiar with. So, like you can, you I think you can look they at this can one. Be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, you can look at this one. Amelie, I think is uh, it plays a similar role. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of cute, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not as, like it's a bad thing. It's not well, as good. The purpose of that movie is to be incredibly cute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, it, which it does. Like, but but insofar as it shows people that foreign films can be like something they would entertain them and they might seek out on their own. Uh, Lives of Others is the other one I think that is yeah. very accessible. Yeah, yeah, which I love. I love that movie. Yeah, Charles, have you seen Emily or Lens of Others? Nope. Nope. Okay. But yeah, I'm not really sure what my impression of foreign films really was, besides that they're made outside of America. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, that's I, good. I get like, the that's, feeling it's... like it would be a very diverse range of movies, so that like you can't really just generalize them as foreign films, or it's harder. Oh, totally. To. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, but well, however, like Americans have like specific conceptions about like what is a foreign film i i, I get that yeah and that it will be like this kind of like impenetrable mess right and right and very dour right yes yeah, so that's it, usually the thing dour <laughs> slow boring right yeah. that's outright not interesting at all yeah. so i mean it's good that you've kept a more open mind about it um and uh, but i think a lot of people haven't i think a lot of people yeah. are intimidated by uh watching movies that aren't made here that's like like all the uh like the hong kong like martial arts movies Mm -hmm. are amazing yeah (laughs) yeah particularly the 80s ones where they go like really violent like (laughs) like tearing arms off and stuff (laughs) no no it's a lot of like automatic weapons and people just like getting like chewed up with bullets and stuff like that (laughs) there are a few more subtitle movies that i've seen because i saw like hard-boiled Oh yeah, yeah. Hardboiled is excellent. Film. The yeah. example of what you're yeah. talking about. Uh, yeah. Hardboiled is one I've of seen, the best. I've seen Kong Old Boy. Movies. I believe that was on Korean. I love right? Old Boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've seen a some. And, some yeah. Well, we had talked about doing. Um, uh, there's there's a couple like Korean science fiction movies that are are just awesome. Oh, uh, you talked about the host. I think? The host. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah, that one's great. That's that's a good one. Um, let the right one in is not Korean, is it? It's no, no, no. That's um, that's European, right? It's like what? Swedish or something. Oh yeah, you're right. What am I? Th- We're probably Norwegian because like... what am I thinking of? I was thinking of something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hardboiled is great, uh, and that's like a perfect John Woo movie because you have these like it's always like two male characters and they're like brothers and enemies and like there's this weird like under like homoerotic like undertones and, and like doves everywhere doves, doves. Yep. Dove, yes. lots of doves in that movie no reloading or recoil yeah right there's like four or five of those films before he like starts making like american action films and, and they're they, all didn't great mission impossible too yeah he did the second one which is the worst, like the worst one, one in the series yeah. yeah is it like this the third one's pretty bad the, those two are not good. The yeah. second one is particularly bad. Okay. Well, yeah, John 
I'll defer to your bad movie expertise. Uh, that was disappointing after Face Off, too. <laughs> Face Off is so good. Oh, he did Broken Arrow, too, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, Charles, how do you feel about... How did you feel about City of God? Good, bad, um, It was definitely a very good movie. Uh, it's just that, like I mentioned before, it felt very bleak and oppressive the whole time that... Hmm. Um, it was maybe a little hard to watch in a way. It just felt very really? depressing. To yeah, me. I'm surprised. I mean, there were, that. There were felt... moments of lightheartedness and yeah. humor, but like there was just that like overtone that made everything feel very bleak. See, I, I kind of want to push back against that, or at least yeah. offer a different perspective, because for me, what what you're reading is bleak and oppressive, like these narrow alleyways and yeah. like these tightly packed buildings. I read as almost homey right like it, I, can, it, I can see how right? that like it, it feels like this space that they own and that is alive and that they are familiar with and despite it being associated with their own oppression and violence and and drugs kind of we also fit. like follow the character who kind of like escapes ostensibly yeah yeah, um, that's true. We we don't yeah. see him actually escape. We see him like be primed for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that it, that helps, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it it helps. It actually feels hopeful in that way. Yeah. It's like here here is the this way out. Right. right. Like you that you can do it. You have to be lucky. Yep. Right. Like you have to be in the right place at the right time. Education's important. Right. Like you have yeah. to. It was a nice ending. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and it's I thought a, it was an interesting parallel though that the whole movie long everybody's like trying to get a gun and it's kind of like their ticket to manhood because it's like the metal their... penis yeah yeah um yeah but for rocket his um, camera his yeah he shoots with a camera instead of a gun right yeah i know i know that parallel as well that they're both shooting um, just with different things yeah that's um uh, uh, like a... uh, on the nose no it is but that's like <laughs> kind of a classic uh film trope too. yeah like have you seen um peeping tom no i haven't no. actually okay that's a that's a screwy one, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that theme of like the gun and the camera is like important to yeah. Or um, the conversation, right? Uh, the Francis Ford Coppola that he did after Apocalypse Now. Yes. Um, similar kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, it, it's audio recordings there, but it it does the same does the same move. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like I felt I actually felt the opposite. This movie's like kind of light. Actually. Yeah. I, like, that's I, I always kind of like it. enjoy a enjoyable like right. for me yeah. yeah i mean and that's why i've been able to go back to it so often i've, I've seen this movie probably you know 10 times I, I think it's a tad long but um but it also gives you like a destination right by the fact that it starts out with that scene the that they, they end yeah with um you know that like once they get back to that scene the movie is about to end so it gives you this like destination to get back to yeah although i still find myself surprised yeah. when it does finally show up like it's kind of like in the middle of this other scene it's like oh wait now we're like, like oh yeah things yeah. are culminating right it, fe- it kind of feels like it comes and now you know who the characters are and, right so yeah. yeah so their conversation makes sense yeah um so it, it like you, you kind of don't expect it to be there, although you know it's coming. Yeah. In the same way that like, these characters probably don't expect to live that long, but know that their mm-hmm. their death is coming at some point. Um, I think, yeah. And, and one of the things going back to like him like escaping this mm-hmm. situation, the importance of like the relationship with his brother like cannot be understated. Yeah. That his brother yeah. like tells him, 
do not do this. Yeah, don't touch this gun. Yeah, yeah. Puts it in the box and promises. And he doesn't yeah. touch the gun, right? Well, no, he brings it out and then can't. can't yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. He doesn't actually fire the gun. Yeah. 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 And I love that sequence. <laughs> that, yeah, it's that's, great. That's, it shows like be my favorite moment. How soft he is, right? <laughs> the movie, yeah. 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 I love that. And, and I think it goes back to our earlier point that like this, this movie is often funny, often light. Like, I, I, I don't read it as a... It, it's much closer to something like Pulp Fiction and Goodfellas than Traffic. Yeah, it's the opposite of, um, was it a New York story? I think? Oh, it, no. Which it, is similar. Yeah. But in theme. again. I think it's in New York story. It's the De Niro. An American Tale. No, that's yeah. the one with the rat. Um, what's <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's actually a New York story. Let me see. Uh, it's not coming up. It's Or it's like a. A Bronx story or something. Oh, yeah. that might, I, I know a what you're Bronx talking about. A Bronx tale. A Bronx tale. There we go. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty close. <laughs> so this, that is actually, like, pretty similar but about, like, Italian mafia. Right. Well, it takes on a very different tone. Very different tone. Yeah. But ostensibly very similar story where right. you, you start at the end and then you, you go back to mm-hmm. they are children. You see, like, how their lives as children in a New York ghetto turn them into gangsters yep. eventually and then they're sort of gangster livelihood and then you come back to the beginning so it's like the the general framework of the movie is there however the this one um a bronx tale is incredibly dour yeah and very slow <laughs> <laughs> it's like going on like yeah. it's like almost four hours i think oh is it that long it's really long yeah yeah back I, I think when we rented it uh i saw it in high school and it was like two dvds uh, <laughs> oh, no. yeah from uh blockbuster <laughs> yeah did they make like you pay twice VHS tapes yeah yeah it's like a whole and series. like pretty dark like you do you see like murders you see children murdering people in a way that's like not treated funny yeah. uh, you see rape like it's really dark yeah 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 well and i think that kind of speaks to just how seriously white people take their immigration stories right like they that you can't have fun with it if you're italian or irish or german or whatever you can't have fun with your origin story because you're a serious person and when you do matters and it's really important that you have yeah. an important origin story and like that's I think or when you tell a tale about poverty that it's like super serious right that it has to be treated that way because we have to like take it that way well because they're not living in poverty anymore yeah right like the the people in in city of god are still experiencing that those places are still there yeah italian americans and german americans like myself or irish americans or whatever like have largely lifted out of that therefore you have to feel superior to your history yeah Well, that's why, um, did you see Attack the Block, which came out? Yeah, Attack like, the Block's great. It's great, right? Yeah. Have you seen I Attack the Block? That. Oh, you that's love a it. good one. That's a really good, like, contemporary yes. uh, sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, but it treats these kind of, like, you know, these kids that come from the ghetto in London. Right. Um, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. Like, it's a really fun movie. Right, because yeah. they are ex- experiencing it, right? Yeah. Like, and the, the people... And the kids who are in that movie were, like, really from London ghettos. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Whereas you look at De Niro, who is obviously one of the great actors of all time, but that's not his life. Right? Like, that's not no. his experience. Yeah. Right? Like, he, he went to acting academies and, and <laughs> you know, he is a millionaire. Yeah. And now he's played, like, every Italian ever that's ever, ever lived. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, so. and so I think that definitely informs the tone of the movie, but in a way you might not expect. Right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I guess that's a, I'm glad you raised that point because that's an interesting comparison. 
that, um, I, hadn't, that I hadn't thought of. So yeah, I get what you're saying when you say that the movie has a lighter tone or a more positive outlook than my description. Um, but that's just the overall, like, what made the strongest impression of me. Uh, and that's what led to my overall impression of how the movie felt is because how strongly I felt um, those emotions during all the very yeah. bleak scenes, you know. Like, yeah. There was, like, a rape scene and there is yeah, lots of people being murdered. Um, like, you know, even Knockout like, Ned ends up being killed and it's because of someone he killed when he started losing his innocence. There's that cycle of violence again. Right. right? And so, yeah, you know, yeah. that all that all made the strongest impression to me from the movie and that led to my overall impression. Of yeah, that. I mean, I think you're treating those crimes with seriousness that they deserve. With, the, with their right? actual gravity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and that's legitimate and, and your reading is your reading. Like, and that's, that, that totally works. Yeah. yeah. But, um, would you, uh, would you recommend this movie, Charles? I don't know if this is a movie that would be, like, on my mind when I say, like, hey, you wanna, you wanna watch a movie? You should watch this one sort of thing. Um, like, it was definitely a very good movie. I acknowledge how well made it was and that kind of thing, but it's not the kind of movie that I would go out and tell people to see, I guess. I feel like that's I'm his reaction sure. to a lot of my picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why that is. I just get that feeling. It's a good movie, but nobody should watch it. <laughs> it's like I liked it a lot, but like, you know, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I, I mean, it, it, I mean, especially if you didn't read it as a light movie, it's that. Then it's not something you just sit down and say, "Hey, let's watch." Right. Something that that's kind of the let's watch a bunch of murder and rape and drug deals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no or yeah yeah. yeah. I would it? say no. I would say no. You wow. say no. Bummer. Okay. I love this movie. I'm gonna watch it again. Sorry, Wilson. No, I, I can I can deal with that. <laughs> Maybe City or Dark City. You like? Yeah. Well, there's there a difference between. <laughs> A movie being good, me liking the movie, and me wanting to recommend the movie. Yeah, Those no, are totally. two different things, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And so it satisfies the first two, but maybe not the third. Okay. That's that's what I would say. That tempers it that's a little fair. bit. Yeah. 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 What's up next? Um, so uh, I really like this movie. It's a 2005 movie, Ooh. Brick. Oh, Brick is great. Uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> and a few other famous actors. sounds familiar. Actors. Yeah. Probably because people talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I think we had a conversation about it a week or two ago okay. offline. Um, I think in our, our Facebook chat. But um, yeah. it's great. Uh, it's so weird. It's weird. Don't <laughs> don't read anything about it before you watch <laughs> right. it. Just yeah. go, if you go right. in blind, I think that's the appropriate way to like, I agree. see the movie. Yeah. Right. Good pick. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks what? for listening. Oh wait, no. Are we, are we well, I was going to say I figured I'd choose like a non like high testosterone movie. <laughs> yes. Finally, yes, <laughs> something that no aliens in this one. No aliens. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't know yet. You should yeah. watch it. Yeah, first. maybe some aliens in this one. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week for Brick. All right. Bye.